fuck the, the Chargers. Chargers. I kind of fucked that one up, Jono. Yeah, you did. That's hey. okay, because the Chargers kind of fucked that one up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, they by did. By moving. Yeah, they fucked um, up a lot of things, and we're not to blame. It's their fault. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit. I just want to, right off the bat, I want to jump in talking about this uh, Washington game. All right, yeah, okay. let's, let's hear your thoughts. Uh, I So, they blew them out, and here's the thing that made me realize, and I hate to admit this, this is a bit of a different Chargers team than we've seen in a long time. And this is why I will say that. We have a very, very good pass rush. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And the Chargers have never been able to get pressure with a front four before. Really, since, I would say, Merriman, Sean Phillips. Yeah, yeah, the mid-2000s team. Those mid-2000s teams. Even when we were, like, good in 2009, stuff like... The Chargers have never been able to have, like, a solid pass rush. Uh-huh. And if you look at, like, basically, like I said last week, any any of the teams that have won Super Bowls that weren't the Patriots mm-hmm. over the last 15 years, they've all been teams with really, really good pass rushes. Like, you don't win a Super Bowl by just, like, blitzing people. No. People, like, quarterbacks are smart enough to figure out how at some point to defeat that. And so the thing that bothers me, that worries me about this Chargers team is that... They could do some damage because simply because of the fact that they have a pass rush where they can rush for, they don't have to blitz, yeah, and they, they can get pressure on the quarterback, and that changes games. They're that they're that rogue team that has a puncher's chance because they can sack the quarterback. Yeah, and that changes games. That cha- it absolutely changes games. It causes turnovers. It does a lot of different things. And and this the other thing I didn't realize, and I heard this stat while watching the game on Sunday, is that the Chargers have allowed the fewest sacks in the NFL. Yeah, the offensive line is held up really well. And, it's shocking. And we and can't like, run the ball. They can't run the ball. But I will say the um, Russell Okung went down for like half a quarter with like a, a knee injury, and he has a brace of knees. And I, I like. The it's not a, a part I'm necessarily proud of, but when I saw Russell Okung on the ground, I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> he is like anchoring. I mean, that that's another uncharacteristic thing. A yeah. good offseason signing by the Chargers. Yeah, they have a great, like, solid left tackle. He's not great, but he's very good. He's solid. He's very solid. He's yeah, very, they they're keeping Rivers upright. He and he's been healthy, which like I was gonna predict, like he was one of gonna be one of the free agent signings that would be blown because he would get injured. And the other, and the big distinction, and between... I will say, I've already qualified my moral ethics on injuries for the Chargers is that when someone blows out their knee, their knee will recover, and they don't have to get multiple blows to the head, which gives them lifelong uh, CTE. So I've already like I'm You've not a terrible this, I person. I just want to re- reemphasize: I'm not rooting for players to be injured lifelong, just for weeks at a time, <laughs> and maybe you know maybe a whole season. I don't know something where they can recover and not play for the Chargers. <laughs> I also think the big difference between the offense in in the first half of the season and now is the fact that I think before you could see. The first half of the season, Rivers was always really... Like, they weren't getting a lot of sacks, but Rivers was getting a lot... There was a lot of pressure on him. Yes. There was a ton of pressure on him. He's been able to stand back and kind of pick people apart these last few games. Right. Part of that is because the competition has been shittier. Right. But the other part of that is that I think the offensive line has settled in. And so this brings me to my biggest worry is that I think the team is in, in a 
like it's typical Chargers fashion to have a hot December. Yes. Right. But usually that is so clearly to Chargers fans fool's gold, and this feels like a somewhat more complete Chargers team, right? Than we I'm used to seeing, right? You know. Uh, now they still have gigantic holes in their. I think they're terrible down the middle of the field. They're past. Their pass defense in the middle field is fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah. Like we only have Casey um, Hayward on the outside, and that's great. But like safeties are bad. The, the linebacking play is hit and miss. Yeah, Perryman is solid. He's yeah, back, he's but, he's the reason our run defense is now good. Yeah, but I think it's like it's a little bit like uh, this is funny, but I think the Chargers are very similar to the show House of Cards. Ha! <laughs> and by but for this reason. Uh, on the outside of it, let's this is this is pre spacey <laughs> allegations. <laughs> like on the outside of it, before it happened, you were like, "Oh, Kevin Spacey, David Fincher, <laughs> uh, about like you know palace intrigue and politics yeah. uh, on Netflix, where you can get away with anything you want." Kate Mara's in it. Like this is going to be fantastic, and you watch it, and you're like, "It seems like it's." Is it good? I, yeah. I, it seems like it's, it's good. It's got all these symptoms of being, being good. good. And when you feel it, it like it feels like it's presented like it's good. And then you're like, no, wait, it's not good. It's actually <laughs> not good. That show, that show is fucking garbage. Yeah, um, I never watched it, but I believe it. It's not good. And so I always hate also when an actor like Spacey does an accent. Oh yeah, and also don't like address the camera. Like, yeah. what are you, fucking Parker Lewis? Yeah. Like, don't address the fucking kid. As a, a TV favorite, writer... A favorite of mine is a child, Parker Lewis. Oh, yeah, Parker Lewis, Can't Lewis was great. Um, but now that you have an adult brain, yeah. you don't need to be spoon-fed. No. Yeah. Uh, There's, I yeah. also watch way less cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> only, Although, only Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. It, for, for, like, a, a PhD comedy fan... Uh, is like Rick and Morty like your jam? It's of course like, it is. Yeah, I mean I love Rick and Morty. I think Rick and Morty is like one of the best shows on TV. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's high concept science, and that's my jam. Yeah, You're <laughs> it's right. like everything uh, everything you love. Of course, uh, I will say like Kevin Spacey. Um, like I, I recently watched was I saw, I got a screener for Baby Driver. Watched it, and then I'll, I'll see like old Spacey too. Are like, you getting screener? Are you in the WGA now? Yeah, I'm in the WGA. Look at you getting I screeners. Know. Get those free Welcome movies, to my baby. world. It's great. It's great. Get a lot of good well, yeah. If you if you if you work hard enough and write in, in shows, you can you can get movies for free, and all you have to pay for is about the same amount as they would cost to see in a movie theater for yearly dues. dues. Yeah, but it is nice. You get you get the copy of them. You can have. Um, but yeah, like I, you'll you'll see like old I you know seen old uh, Spacey like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. He was so good in, and like you look back on those spaces like man. He was so good. It's like, but you like when I see him, I can't not think. It's like, oh my god! Even back then, he, he was, was trying to like. He was gay, <laughs> <laughs> and Jono outs himself as a homophobe. Because uh, that's the guy. That's the is the joke I made just now. Because he he's tried to glance off the fact that he was a child predator by saying, yep, I'm gay. <laughs> I go, well, now cop to it. I'm a homosexual. That's not, it's the only thing we can talk about now. Not that I prayed on Yeah, that, that seemed uh, the bad move by Spacey's PR. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I think like, so I think ultimately, here's the other thing. 
that I still haven't figured out. It's we're 13 games into the season, mm-hmm. and I can't figure out how shitty Anthony Lynn is as a coach. Yeah, because he he blunders a lot of things. He's definitely like, not good. No, like he, he he has the same like characteristics of like the classic shitty coach where like he'll mess disciplinarian. up. disciplinarian. Yeah, like dis- he'll he'll fuck up time management. The discipline is terrible. Like on special teams, all that, all that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of symptoms of like oh this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And creative uh, play calling of that's a whiz nut as well, um, but things are weirdly coming together and it's disconcerting. Well, it is the class. I mean, I think it'd been a few years since we'd had a classic Chargers December. Yeah, and I think this one's set up perfectly for it because they have a shitty schedule. Mm-hmm. The AFC West is shitty. It's very winnable, and Philip Rivers is getting a little bit of time to throw. And those are all your, all your that that's your recipe for a great Chargers December. Now. Here's something that uh, a couple a couple takeaways first from the game. One is that uh, the one thing that does they they do seem to have figured out is how to get Keenan Allen in a little bit of space. Uh, yeah, Keenan Allen. I was observing everything. He's like he's like probably head and shoulders the best wide receiver Philip Rivers has ever had. Oh yeah, I think he's better than Vincent Jackson yeah, was. Vincent Jackson's probably also. It, two. I think he's just now coming back from his injury. Yeah. True. I yeah, think it's like just now mm-hmm. he's starting to round into form. Right. Like he's he's elusive now. Where like he like he was always open and stuff even last year or whatever or what was last year we went down first game? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Uh two years he went down first game. Was he not last year? No, he went down last year. Was that last that was, year that was the year he went the, down like game 8? No, that was, no, that was game 1 I think he went down. Was, that, was that 2 years ago? Oh, I can't remember. Um, too many years he's gotten injured but even even with the injuries he's the best one uh but yeah, yeah like who, who would you rank like you gotta say like him he, he's number one vincent, vincent jackson's, jackson's number two. two i mean the thing about um malcolm floyd floyd is that like he was always consistent but he was never a number one no even when Allen went out, Malcolm Floyd still wasn't really like. No, that's not what he does. He's not no. a professional. Yeah, like he was a good. Like he had good chemistry. Like he was the Malcolm Floyd was the best number two wide receiver that yeah. Philip Rivers ever had, but like never a dominant one. So like I would say it's just basically between. Yeah, I mean, like was Keenan McCardell ever with Rivers, or was that just with uh, Breeze? I think that was just with Breeze. Yeah, and then Eric Parker like had one okay one good year, season. but like yeah, Vincent Jackson was consistently good. Um, although our GMs ran him out of town, <laughs> AJ Smith um, had a, he was a he was a bit of a partier. We don't have we don't have that in San Diego. No. Uh, so yeah, like it's it's Keenan Allen best wide receiver, which is like and here's the thing, Keenan Allen good. Yeah. Like he's not. He, I wouldn't even say necessarily Hall of Fame level. No, he's just a good receiver. Yeah, he he like he's never anyone's like top. He's not a top ten fantasy pick. No, no, I wouldn't even. Not. He's probably like a round three, early he, round. He, that's three. where he went round four in my draft. Yeah, like he's he's just a very good wide receiver. Yeah, and it's in the best one Philip Rivers has ever had. Yep, which speaks to the terrible GMs that the Chargers have had, and they've drafted a lot of them. Oh my God, the like. Craig, Craig Davis. Davis, yeah, like round one. I didn't realize at the time because I wasn't paying that close attention to the draft strategy of the Chargers. But like, they took a number one draft pick on a player that like was off the team within a few years. I know it's insane. Ugh. Like, and then here's the thing: Mike Williams, so far a bust. So far a huge bust. I mean, you have you know, it is it is partly uh, it is partly 
injuries, but that's part of being a bust is being injured. Yeah, I know. Even Keenan Allen, who's the best wide receiver, as we're saying, like he, I don't, I don't know if like he, you would get that extension he got if people knew he was this injury prone. Yeah. So who knows? I so here, so here's what I was thinking, is that I wanted to run you through obviously a nightmare scenario for us, mm-hmm. but I wanted to run people through who aren't in LA what it would actually look like. If the San Diego, if the San, if the LA Chargers won a Super Bowl, ugh, okay, ugh, ugh. I have to re- react to that in I know in disgusting, but fashion. I want I want you to understand like what how LA will react to it. Okay, yes. so the first thing is they're seven and six. Here is currently this is what's happening in Los Angeles currently at the time. All right, here's the rankings of LA sports: the Lakers, yes. All right, then I'd say USC football. Mm-hmm. Then I'd say, uh, no, Lakers, Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. USC football. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'd probably go... UCLA football? Mm, I'd Kings? probably go UCLA basketball. Mm. Uh, Kings. Um, Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, the Angels. Angels. Uh, then the Rams. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I'd probably go Kings, Rams, uh, UCLA football, uh-huh. and then I might say the Chargers. Oh, you know what? I would say before that, the Raiders. Oh, yeah, Raiders. And then I'd say the Clippers this year, they've fallen very far. So the yeah, Cl- that's Clippers. true. And, and, and that, but I'd still put the Clippers above the Chargers. Yeah. So that puts the Chargers right around the ninth most important thing. And by the so, way, this is... This is proven by the way in the merchandise available like i've been going to like you know costco different shops where they sell merchandise Mm -hmm. like i was at bed bath and beyond they were selling blankets for all the sports teams we'll throw blankets you Mm -hmm. have on your couch and yeah like they would have ucla they would not have the chargers they would they would have the rams at all of them by the way so like they're the la's market you know like whoever buys their merchandise for all these regional stores is aware that the Rams are a thing. Like, people will buy them, or they're being compelled to share them for whatever reason. I, but none. Not a single one. Farmer's markets, like, you know, they share those hats and scarves and stuff like that on those little booths. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, those. So hard to find Chargers gear. You know what they also have, though? 49ers, Raiders, both California teams that are further away. The funny thing to me is that... Uh... That if they will, so if they won the Super Bowl, yeah, here's what would happen. There would be all it, the, the story would run its cycle in the LA media mm-hmm. in two or three days. Okay, It'd right, be done. Yep, because they're just there's no appetite for it, and they yeah. could see it by like online clicks yeah. and things like that. By Wednesday, no one's talking about. No it. one's talking about it. The parade would happen here. I bet you you'd see... So for like the Lakers, I think they got a million people or something. Oh, wow. I bet you would see a parade of under 50,000 people. I mean, if you're getting... You'd get less than would go to a game. I would say maybe 12,000. 12, imagine how fucking embarrassing that is. So imagine... This is what I was saying. It's like... Um, it, it, imagine a team that no one... No one cares about 
winning a Super Bowl, is it still a Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If a team that no one cares about wins a Super Bowl in the forest, <laughs> is it still a Super Bowl? But I think it would be yeah. like a cultural moment that's never occurred before. It's almost like a, a an alien planet won yeah. the Super Bowl because even, it has no they have no home. Even when like the Marlins won in the late nineties and the Diamondbacks won, like their expansion teams, they're relatively new, they don't have a long history. At least those were like new teams that have always been in one city that cared about them. Also and did but the Chargers have not only a new team in a new city. But they also have a lot of people that hate them. We're yeah. dedicating a, an hour of our Sunday each week to hate a team. And usually I spend that hour hating other things. Yeah. Um, We're diverting precious Well, that's the thing. Time. is Also, when you have an expansion team normally, you found out a couple of years before mm-hmm. that you're getting that expansion team. And what the expansion team does is the, the franchise goes out into the city and yeah. for two years tries to build goodwill. Yeah. Active tries marketing to, like, campaigns. Active marketing campaigns. Has community events. partners, events, free tickets, things like that. Merch giveaways. Yeah. And so you've built up two years and people are excited. I have this new shiny thing. Yeah. LA is like, the Chargers are like uh, a toy that's mm-hmm. been played with for a long time by a kid. Uh-huh. And the kid, like like my, my son has like, he, the other day he went over to his friend's house and he, he was like, here, I want to give you this Hot Wheel. And it was this Hot Wheel that he'd like, it'd been beat to shit. My dog ate half of it. <laughs> it was like, and my son was giving it to him, not because he like loved it and, and was like, hey, I want you to have this great thing. It was yeah. that he had borrowed something from that kid and his friend. And yeah. he wanted to give his friend something back that he didn't love that much. <laughs> right. It's like, and, this will not hurt me to give you this. The Chargers thing. are a Hot Wheel that's been <laughs> that's been eaten and shit out by the dog. And it's been inside the couch. The dad yeah. stepped on it ten times. None of the wheels work. Nobody actually, had, nobody actually gives a shit about that Hot Wheel. Yeah. It's not nice and shiny and new. It's not emotionally significant. It's just nothing. Right. And the fact that it's just nothing means that no one is going to care when it actually does anything. Right. Like, no one is going to care. And I think it would be such a bizarre moment. I would actually go to that that uh, parade because I just want to see, like, what is it? Like, what, like who's yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. You know um, what it would be like? Um, remember when, when Crash won the Oscar? For best movie. Yeah, and everybody was like, blah. Yeah, it was just like, what? Yeah. It, it was like almost immediate, just like, no. And it was before social media, so people really had to like yeah, find like, a place it, to it was say like, no. Because usually there's like a retrospective, like maybe 10 years of just like, oh, maybe Forrest Gump shouldn't have beat Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Like Forrest Gump, good movie, but like Shawshank overall holds up better. Um, or you know Titanic was just like whatever it's a feel goody type thing maybe something else should have won that year but like Crash like immediately next year was like no we we made a bad mistake (laughs) (laughs) we are distancing ourselves from this post haste and like it would it would give that level of discomfort and disgust where it's like well this is clearly unjust yeah like this should not have happened how can we prevent this from happening in the future and thankfully it did because like it almost happened with La La Land again. It was yeah. big, it was a big pump fake. It really was. <laughs> did, did you um, did you see that uh, story about how? Just switch gears for a second. 
about how you know Roger Goodell was nego- renegotiating his contract for two hundred million dollars, uh, right? Yeah. And part of it was he wanted to negotiate in the contract a private jet for life. Yes. I did see that. That's amazing. The balls. Oh my God. Not only a private jet, but health care for him and his whole family for life, which is something they don't offer everyone in the NFL who puts their body at risk and definitely damages it for life. It is amazing. At some point when the NFL begins to fail because it's already beginning, but like some yeah. point like 15 years from now when it's no longer the number one, two or three Maybe it's like the third biggest sport. I would say sport, third, yeah. Third biggest sport in in really what's salt what's what's saving the NFL right now is the fact that baseball can't fucking figure itself out. It can't right. figure out how to adapt to, to the way that sports and things right. are watched on TV right now. Uh, the NBA, I think, has a problem in that a large large swaths of the country uh, are racist. Yeah, basically. I mean. Kinda. And don't and don't want to get behind uh, a sport embraced by like you know yeah I mean there's there's a reason that like Indiana and Boston go after white players yeah <laughs> in, in uh, Utah Utah the Utah Jazz will consistently have a white backcourt yeah <laughs> so I think I think the NFL is isn't it, it, it like. If baseball was being run by a smarter commissioner, yeah. then uh, I think they would have something to worry about. But but I think the NFL is going to look back on this time right now and realize all of the short-sighted mistakes they made. They're almost like, they remind me a little bit of like the current Republican Party, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Republicans right now are just like, oh, fuck it, we're going to double down on all these things that 10 years from now are going to have alienated all these voters and made yeah. this like imprint in voters' minds that yeah. they'll never want to vote Republican again. Yeah, like we're um, not going to, like regardless of what happens in the Alabama Senate race tomorrow, yeah. or like today when you're listening to this, like... We will remember that the Republican National Committee gave money to a known child molester. Yeah, and I actually think like the worst thing that could happen to Republicans is Roy Moore winning. Yeah, like long term, it's going to hurt them. Like it's just one; it's one vote, and obviously a very tight Senate. But yeah, but it, it never will you get the stench of we elected a child molester to yeah Senate. Not only did we elected, we helped him win. Right. Um. So you know, I think. I think that's ultimately what the NFL is doing now is they're just cash grab. They're just they want to grab yeah. as much cash that's in front of them right now. Yeah, and they have no and they have no... the alarm is going off in the bank and they're just grabbing yeah. all the things they yeah. can. And if anyone gets in their way, they're shooting and it's like, oh, this is getting a we're gonna got so much heat on us now. Before it was just a a simple you know grab and go. Now it's like we have a, a warrant. You know, like the whole squad cars are being scrambled. We yeah. murdered a few people. Yeah, like, Jerry, we told you not to fucking kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry Jones has just shot, like, three people in the head. Yeah, he's, he's the wild he's, card yeah. Yeah. that you should never have on your thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so ultimately, do you did, did ha, has the Chargers' current run of four games in a row yeah. made you feel any differently about their postseason chances? A little bit, because again, like when when we had that pass rush in the mid two thousands, we were kind of dangerous in the postseason. Like we, you know, we beat those, uh, you know, Peyton Manning led Colts teams. Yeah, and the, all it was was the Patriots that could beat us. Yeah, um, but like the the team that sort of reminds me of is like we're catching heat. We're going. We, we potentially have momentum to take us into the playoffs. Not even necessarily with ten and six. Like I think the Chargers could win the division with nine and seven. I think so too. I think, pro- Chiefs, I think nine and seven is going to win the division. Yeah, Chiefs are going to be 
like it's next week's game will probably determine who wins the division. Um, and like, so theoretically the Chargers could be going in with a full head of steam looking good. Like the same way that the, the 2009 Chargers did where like we went 13 and three, it was you know, LT's last good year. Rivers was awesome. Vince Jackson was still on the team. Uh, and then we just fucking lost to the Jets in a very embarrassing fashion. But we didn't have like, we didn't have Sean Merriman that year. Yeah. And that was a big difference. We had no pass rush. And that's what I'm saying is yeah. this, this Chargers team feels different to me yeah. than so they normally. They, they do have that puncher's chance a little bit more. But again, like they, they I don't know. Like it, they're going to blow it. They're, they're the kind, Chargers. Like they are the Chargers. Like let's not forget that. Um, this is definitely not how I saw the season playing out. Like it did, it was at the beginning, it was definitely playing out that way. I would say one big difference that's probably contributing the way the season is playing out injuries. Every other team is injured. Like they talked about, there was like twelve starters on the Redskins that have, that weren't playing last weekend because of injury, and they even lost players during the game. And yeah. like our player that got lost during the game that was important, Okung, came back the next quarter. Yeah. So like the Chargers have made, remained remarkably healthy. We've only lost Jason Verrett essentially. Of a, it was a big loss, but yeah, no. But then he got like somehow got replaced by Trevor Williams, who's had a pretty good. Who's having an amazing year? Yeah. So, like, people have been stepping up. Even, like, uh, Austin Eckler was a nice, good find or whatever. So, despite themselves, they've stead, stayed pretty healthy. And, we're, and, like, we've been going up against teams that have had, like, faced the normal wear and tear that are, like, you know, not playing up to their normal level. That's so, a, yeah, I'm a little worried. The last thing that I do want to mention in the pod today is uh, about that Austin Eckler... Oh yeah, play and specifically, I want to. So, the play we're referencing is there's like seven or eight seconds left in yeah. the half. The Chargers are just trying to get close enough to get a, a field, goal. field goal, and so they're on like the forty or something. Yeah, they're on the forty, and they run it just mostly so that first down yeah, to so spike that, it and kick a field yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, and Eckler breaks it, and he gets tackled at like the six. Now there was one second left on the clock, and it should have been timeout, but yeah. Instead, uh, they instead they um, ended the half and went in without like with the first down of two or whatever. With but no they couldn't time left. Yeah, right. No time. And afterwards, after the game, Anthony Lynn was like, "That's a terrible play." He goes, "He's a rookie. He's a young guy. He needs that classic like tough guy coach thing. Of, like yeah. he's learning. He made a bad play." We say that 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 thing's about going down, and he didn't. But that is a sign of that. When was the last time you ever saw anyone on the Patriots ever do anything like that? I can't think of. Like, I, mean, I can't even think of one that would the be only bad. Only bad play I can think of of a Patriot doing was Aaron Hernandez shooting a guy, <laughs> <laughs> which was a terrible play. Yeah. But he executed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Professional copywriter just now. Yeah, that's right. That, that's why they made me the good guys. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, very rarely do disciplined teams have that kind of bonehead mistake. Right. Because like, if you're going into that play, you should know the goal and the outcome of just like, okay, here's what we do. When you get past these things, that's, then you go out of bounds or go down immediately so we can spike the ball with a couple seconds right. left. Exactly. It's not like, hey, I've got some daylight. I'll just run. Yeah. As fast as I can. Yeah. I mean, I was very charmed by it. I thought it was kind of like cute that he did that. So like, I'm I'm on his side. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go for it, Austin. Yeah, do it. Especially especially because he didn't score. Yeah. 
Like, that was very cute of you. Um, but yeah, he's made some rookie mistakes this year, which is fun. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to mention, John? Oh, yeah. Like, how shitty it was to root for the Redskins this week. Oh, I know. Like, they're an awful, awful, like... Like, not only, like, were they, did they underperform and they're injured and they're decimated, I don't really like Jay Gruden that much either. Like, he was shit, like, when he handled the RG3 and Kirk Cousins situation, so terribly. Well, horribly. Yeah. He, he basically just, like, alien, he, he made sure, he, he made, like, you know, they found a common enemy and it was Robert Griffin yeah, RG3. Like, you know, I'm sure, like, he had his issues where, like, RG3 isn't, like, the, like, let's shit on our quarterback... Who who like the organization broke the year before yeah. with Shanahan threw him out there to the wolves yeah like yeah. The, like RG three was legitimately an amazing player yeah. until Shanahan broke him in a playoff game yeah so and then they tur- like so he handled that horribly I don't like Dan Snyder is the GMs have been horrible forever they've you know overpaid players and like made bet- terrible decisions Dan Snyder's a piece of shit Dan as Snyder we all know, is famously one of the worst owners in the same league. As Dean Spanos, like there's a bottom five of just like horrible owners. Like uh, Jim Ursay is real bad. He's a monster. Bob McNair, the Texans owner, is a racist piece of shit. Jerry Jones, maniac. Dan Snyder, racist maniac. Dean Spanos, Dean like, Spanos, piece of shit and also incompetent. Yeah, loser. He's the loser one. Um. Anyway, yeah. So he's in that same list. Like I was, you know, actively rooting for the Redskins, but it felt terrible because, because like not only did, were they playing bad and like hard to root for, but like, I hate their like owner. I don't like their coach. I'm fine with Kirk Cousins. He didn't, he didn't help my fantasy team. And if in fact, I got eliminated because he didn't do well this week. Oh. Um, but yeah, he, um, it was just terrible. And I will say like, uh, one thing about the Redskins and how shitty Dan Snyder is like, this is a testament to how bad Dan Snyder is. He always cites the whole, like, tradition as the reason he doesn't change the name Redskins, which is, like, definitely a racial slur. Right. He's like, oh, it's tradition. We've always been the Redskins. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, the history of the Redskins is not this grand tradition. Like, first of all, the tradition, appeal to tradition is a logical fallacy. Right. Like, slavery was a tradition that we had. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was also racist and we shouldn't have happened and definitely was well, Roy Moore says it's not that bad. Though. Yeah, oh my God. Speaking of the Senate, right? <laughs> Roy Moore. Yeah, he said that all the amendments after 10 would cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Like, women voting and blacks having non <laughs> being free. Uh, so yeah, Dan Snyder, citing tradition. Horrible. But the, the tradition doesn't even make any sense because they were... This team originated in Boston. They were the Boston Braves. They say they played in uh, Nickerson Field, which is where I went to grad school, Boston University. Uh-huh. There was also a baseball team, the Boston Braves, right. before they moved to I think was it like Buffalo then Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so like there was, it was both teams were the Braves, the football and baseball. They played in the same field. They were there one year. They moved to Fenway Park, where the Red Sox played. And so if the cross branding for that one was Red Sox, Red Skins. Like we can keep the Indian motif, we just have to make it way more racist. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that Boston chose to make something more racist? Yeah, I, I, I will. I'll go on record. Boston made a bad choice. <laughs> there was a uh, there. There was a poll that just came out that um, asked African Americans which city this, they felt were the least welcoming. Uh-huh. And uh, Boston ranked first over like several cities in the South. Oh, geez. Well, here's the thing, because the cities in the South are majority black. 
like Atlanta is has a ton of black people and yeah. it's just a black city. So of course they'd feel more comfortable there. It's not like they're going to the rural towns in in like Alabama and in Georgia or right. whatever. Um, and like, you know, Miami is very diverse, that kind of thing. So of course in the big cities in the South, they probably feel great, but it's, it's like the cities in the North where like, it's Boston. Yeah. The most racist city. It's basically the most racist city. I lived there for six years. Um, I witnessed the racism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I lived in Southie, the, the, the epicenter of white racism. Did you really? Yeah. For a year. Not the whole time. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if I told this story before, but like I, I when I lived in Southie, I went to a bar, the, like an Irish bar or whatever, and I sat down and one guy did like the, hey, you're not from around here, are you, thing. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. How'd you, how could you tell? He's like, because I didn't grow up with you. <laughs> 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 it's just like, no one leaves that town. It's just the like actual townies. Ugh. Yeah. God. So either way, the Redskins are, have their name from a marketing ploy. From the the from, history. From 1933. The pageantry. <laughs> yeah. Like this this long history they're so fucking proud of is just a racist marketing ploy from Boston in the 30s. That's usually the uh, history of any racist thing. Yeah. Also, like the Red Sox, the last team to integrate. Not surprising. And like, not even by a little bit, by like a decade. Like the 80s? Was like... <laughs> yeah. Manny Ramirez was the first black guy they signed. <laughs> actually it was uh, i forget his name. it was like movie something i forget um, um all right jana i think we did it yeah uh let's we're, we're coming close we're coming towards the back half of the back end of the season yeah. and uh things are getting kind of interesting oh, a little dicey a little yeah. dicey i'm not not, I'm not, not what i was loving no um not what i was loving let's like i thought that the redskins had a legit chance to beat them prior to this game or whatever. I, I thought they were like pretty equal, like talent-wise equally matched. I forgot how injured they were though. So they're playing the Chiefs, the um, Jets, then the Raiders. Yeah. Do you see the Chargers losing anyone besides maybe the Chiefs game? We always play poorly against the Jets. Yeah. So I could we see We played them... down to the Jets yeah, level. Yeah, we, we played down to the Jets level. In two playoff games that I will haunt me forever. Yeah. The Kaden we'll games. Uh, I think they're going to go two and one. I just don't know which two games they're going to win. Yeah, like I could see them beating the Chiefs and losing to the Raiders. Even yeah, Mm -hmm. I could too. Yeah, especially because it'll be a home game for the Raiders in yeah. I know that's going to be interesting to see how that one sounds. So I think that they'll they'll probably go nine and seven. It might come down to tiebreakers. Mm. So we'll see. Um, And it's in the everyone else. Man, the NFL is so bad this year. It like, really is. The Eagles were the best team, and they just lost Carson Wentz for I you. know. That's awful. It, it, I honestly have, like, I think the Seahawks are going to make it out of the NFC. and Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think the Seahawks will make it out of the NFC, and I think the Patriots will probably make it out of the AFC. Yeah, I like, I, the Patriots are losing right now, but even then, I, I, I still think they'll win this By game. By the way, it's 27-17 with 12 minutes left. I bet you the Patriots come back and win. Yeah, probably. It makes sense. Uh, I could see an NFC South team. Like, oh, really? Because there's three good teams in NFC South. The Saints, yeah. Saints Falcons, and uh, Panthers are all playing really well. Mm. I can't see... The Vikings are good, but like not good enough. Not good enough. And Case Keenum's not taking no, it. No, exactly. Well. So, 
Yeah, I would say I would say I mean the Rams are okay, but they're I don't feel like they're a Super Bowl yeah. team yet. Like I certainly hope they go further than the Chargers would if they make it to the I think they will. Playoffs. Like, you know, whatever. Um All right, John. Yeah. Until next week. Fuck, fuck Dean Spanos, Spanos and, and fuck, fuck the Chargers. Chargers. Ding, ding.